Do you want a real, honest, and flexible career that you can do from home? This is not another direct sales gig or one of those fake get-rich-quick schemes, but a real, professional, and flexible way to earn a legitimate five- to six-figure income around your lifestyle. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard that right, bookkeeping. This position has been around for over a century and has been an upstanding and honest career path within the financial industry. A bookkeeper is the backbone to any business in the right hand to a CPA or EA. Traditionally, this position has been in an office setting or placed within an accounting firm. But with today's technology and cloud-based programs, bookkeeping is now available and trusted to be done anywhere. This is why I've released my Home Bookkeeper Masterclass. This class gives you all the knowledge and insight on how to launch your very own home bookkeeping business and goes along with the number one accounting program in the nation. You'll also receive a business resource guide on my favorite bookkeeping aids and how to use them and a pro advisor study guide to help you pass the free, yes I said free, online certification with the same accounting program that I use at my bookkeeping firm, EDJ Consulting. Head over to the resources page at emmadon.com to enroll in the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass today. Hey, Wine Moms, and thank you for listening to this MW Network and Emmadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, themommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. (laughs) I'm guessing that didn't work. (laughs) No, it did not work. I'm just not going to try anything fancy. And recordings and and COVID are just going to be different than they used to be. How did you do them before? (laughs) I used to do a lot um, in person. Oh, yeah. Um, And then I would have like a remote guest occasionally. But with COVID, I kind of have been working out the kinks of doing remote recordings which has been super cool because I'm not restricted to just Salt Lake City but yeah um we're working we're still working kinks out and I'm like (laughs) I I just got a microphone so there's not like any breathing and the quality would just be better um but it doesn't I can't hear every time I plug it into my phone to record on the app so I'm like okay well this is useless to me I was Googling and one of the things was about how do I use an actual microphone with my phone? So maybe it'll be a Google solve you can try for next time. Oh yeah, I hope so. I'll probably have to get some kind of, I don't know, headphone microphone situation, but yeah. Anyway, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. I read, um, you know, I found you on Instagram and your profile really stood out and you have a book coming out. Um, yeah, so the book came out excited. back in December. Oh, awesome. So it's already yeah. out. You can go ahead and order it, read it. Yeah. Nice. Now, what inspired that book? I was so interested in hearing that story. Oh, my goodness. So um, it's funny. I am happily married now to an incredible man, but my first marriage was um, a little different um, and kind of rough. And that was really the inspiration behind it. Um, so my, my first husband was an alcoholic and my, we separated when my kids were one and three. And oh, so, really? 
what I thought was fascinating at that, and, and you might be able to relate to this as well, because I think your son is similar age, but um, there's just, there's no resources when your kids are that little on how to talk to them about the d- divorce and what's happening. And it's just, it's a really awkward age um, yeah. where there just aren't good resources. And I got divorced when I was 30 and none of my, like half my friends weren't even married yet, much less already getting a divorce. <laughs> so there just wasn't anyone there. And it was actually my ex-husband's brother who was like, you should be writing all of this down. You could write a book. And I didn't actually think I would write a book, but I've always been a journaler. And so I was like, well, you know, maybe I should be journaling. So I just would type every night after the kids went to bed. And that was kind of how I healed through our divorce. And um, it's, you know, it's been five years now. So I'd kind of gotten to a place where I felt like I had not an ending, but something that would have like a good feel good, hopeful story for people if they were to pick it up and read it when they're going through something challenging. Oh, yeah. And I used to love reading books like that, that were kind of journal diary style. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was in, like, high school and stuff, like, those were my favorite ones to pick up and read. Yeah, I certainly... There's none for grownups, but maybe (laughs) your book is like that diary book for (laughs) grownups. Yeah, I certainly tried to keep it, you know, chronological and um, kept a few entries in there, but... Um, tried to put it in more of a book format with a few journal entries See, here I th- and there in true form. I think that's what, because I had a pretty similar situation um, when I was going through my pregnancy and parenting with my son's dad. And I started, you know, blogging about it, basically using my blog in the past as a journal. Um, and then I would post it. And I don't think there are a lot of resources, especially when it's kind of like the rough and tough emotional stuff. Um, And like, there's not a lot of point of views. People don't really share that much when they're in a situation like that. And I think that's why like my blog got super popular and why I think a lot of people are going to rush out and either order. Do you have like an audible or like um, like a Kindle version? I have a Kindle version. I haven't done Audible yet. Um, so right now it's just on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Okay, people. Well, you're going to have to go old school <laughs> and pick up right. an actual book. <laughs> maybe maybe also get um, like a page saver or a bookmark. You know, real Ice Age kind of stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's why things like this become so popular is because there's a lot of people who are kind of like they kind of just brush it under the rug it's kind of painful to talk about no oh, for sure Probably. and and I think that's part of what I want to help get people away from which is so hard and you know I look at people who are you know trying to make it more mainstream to talk about the you know the down and dirty stuff that's happening you know, I think about people like Brene Brown or Glennon Doyle who I just I totally respect and and they inspired a lot particularly Glennon for me I talk about her a lot in the book but just this idea of not being ashamed of what you're going through because other people are going through it too. And it may not be the exact situation, but the the emotions are the same. Like everyone has those same feelings and just to not feel so alone, um, I think is really helpful for people. Hey, wine moms and puppy lovers everywhere. I wanted to let you know that our new store, the fetching Barker is now open. Shop the cutest and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, 
a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats to handcrafted accessories. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Beko Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, and more, or find new brands that I am sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. I mean, this is the planet our pet loves, right? That's thefetchingbarker.com. Absolutely. I had so many people reach out to me when I would post, like, even the more raw, like, blog posts that I would post back in the day or or the things that were going on with me that I thought nobody else could possibly relate to. Those are the posts that got the most comments and people were like emailing me, telling me about their stories and how they related. And yet there's not a lot of people who talk about it, but I feel like, you know, addiction and alcoholism are some things that are just blowing up in our culture right now. Yeah. And it's funny. I don't know when, when this will air, but just like with everything with COVID, it's funny. I like, I still drink today. I was not the one who had a problem with alcohol. So I think the big thing with me and my kids is teaching them like what healthy drinking looks like and unhealthy drinking so that when they're older, you know, they're not afraid of alcohol, but also treat it with respect. But I, I still feel like this protective maternal nature when I look at other people's drinking habits, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this COVID is going to just like destroy so many people who are just drinking so much more because what else is there to do? Everyone's just stuck at home and yeah, it's, it's scary. And I think about that a lot for people and addiction and, and people who are like those borderline addictive personalities that this is just something that's going to put them over the edge. So I like that you mentioned, um, you know, you weren't the one with the problem that you, you know, have been able to handle um, alcohol responsibly. And that's something I mentioned at the end of every episode, you know, parent and drink responsibly. Um, right. <laughs> but how, like, how does that form your view, you know, going through that situation with your ex-husband? Are you more like on top of it? Are you going to be, you know, the parents that, you know, oh, text me or call me, don't drive, you know? <gasps> it's funny. You'll have to ask me again in 10 years. My <laughs> oldest is, my oldest is nine. Um, no. And, and my hope is, and you know, I, I won't like give away the story, but my, my ex actually died at 36 from alcoholism. Um, That's so, so young. that brought up, it's so young. And what was crazy about him and where I think about things like what we're going through right now is it, yes, he always had a drinking problem. Did I realize it? Not necessarily. I just thought he was someone who drank a lot, but not that it was controlling him. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I literally walked in on him in the morning drinking that I realized, oh my gosh, this is like a real thing. You actually have a problem. Um, but so for her and, and, and for my son and my son, he died when, um, my ex died when my son was only two. So for him, his whole situation has been very different. He was really never a part of his life. Yeah. So his questions have always been different and like less of an issue so far. Uh, but my daughter um, was five when he died. And so she's always had lots of questions and we just kind of age appropriately talk about it a little more each year, but for her and for him, I just kind of hope that like, you know, they'll be able to say at a party, no, I'm not going to have any. My dad was an alcoholic and died in his thirties and I'm just going to, you know, take it easy for now. Um, Cause you know, some of the things that I talk about with them were 
you know, cause they'll see me drink wine with dinner most nights. And, you know, I don't, I try not to like hide alcohol from them so that it's a part of their lives and they understand it and can be around it. Um, but I just say, um, you know, it's for adults, your bodies are still growing and it impacts you differently. Um, which is something that I had learned, you know, going through, you know, his rehab, they had classes for, um, the families during those times. And so there were like a ton of interesting facts that I just learned about alcoholism that I've tried to like age appropriately share with them as well. Hey, wine moms, let's shed those pesky COVID-19 pounds together and let's get active again. Summer is just around the corner and the weather is heating up. There's no better place to be for you or your health than outside in the sun and fresh air. So let's tackle the trails in a pair of Zaya Active joggers or shorts. Let's lounge by the pool in the new mix and match swimwear or hit the gym in a sweat wicking compression fast drying pair of no fuss light and tights. Whatever your activity may be, let's do it with Zaya Active. You can do so by visiting myzaya.com backslash emadon. That's myzaya.com backslash emadon. See, that's awesome because especially here, wh- where are you from, by the way? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Lucky. Beautiful place. <laughs> um, I am in Salt Lake where everything, like, everything is awful. You're going to hell for anything you do. Right. Everything is bad, you know, and it's just this really um, abrasive and kind of, like, I don't know, oppressive, you know, culture here and, you know, like. If I think if somebody else was in that situation, especially in a situation like that here in Utah, it I feel like it makes kids want to do things more. And it kind of encourages, you know, more curiosity when things are made to be super, super bad. Um, instead of just explaining to them, like you were saying, in an age-appropriate way of, you know, your bodies are still growing. It's going to affect your mind different, you know, things like that, like. I think that's a kick-ass appropriate answer, you know, <laughs> but like, I can see, I can definitely see how things would be different if it was like, you know, if you did try to hide it or if you tried to pretend like alcohol doesn't exist or if it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, oh, you have to go all in or it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's so hard. I mean, as you know, parenting, it's like impossible anyways. And then you just throw in all the other complicated things. Oh yeah. It just makes it even harder. Um, we actually, so I moved into a new house a couple of years ago and we had a little kegerator um, installed. And so I was having a conversation with a friend um, shortly after. She's like, what are you going to do when your kids are teenagers? I was like, I don't know, I guess get a lock for it. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, well, no, you shouldn't do that because this is like the perfect time to test them and, and see if they can you know, behave the way they're supposed to and respect their boundaries, not drink the alcohol. And if they do, at least they're in your home. And I was like, well, you know, that's probably a good point. If they can't handle, you know, the peer pressure out, what are they going to do at home? And, you know, who knows how I'll play it out. But I think about these things when they're teenagers and all of the new drama. Oh my gosh. I think every mom (laughs) thinks of like every single what if scenario. I have a three-year-old and I have what if scenarios flying in and out of my head multiple times a day of like, this is why we can't sleep. Yes. (laughs) Well, it also, I just turned my coffee pot on and it's like 5 
5.45 here in Utah right now. So I'm like, maybe that's also contributing to my non-sleeping problem. But yeah, you never know. Right. Yeah, it's just, uh, I wish there was more of a roadmap or like, like a book, you know, that was like, oh, this is right and this is wrong. But we're just all left out here just to live our lives and every life is so different and we just kind of have to figure it out as we go along and you know hope that we don't screw them up too much along the way (laughs) right I I love the joke about you know you want to screw them up just enough so that they have an interesting life but not so much that they need like thousands of dollars worth of therapy on the oh yeah that would be ideal but Maybe one of these days my, my son will come, you know, over to my house in his 30s and slap a, a nice big fat therapy <laughs> bill. bill on the counter. <laughs> right. I told my therapist about you and she says it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is the therapist isn't going to and they're going to talk about how everyone does their best and tries their hardest. And some people just have the capacity and some don't. And that was your mom's shortcoming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the one of many. New year, new wine. And of course, I'm talking nakedwines.com. If you haven't tasted the delicious, independently crafted wines from boutique winemakers around the world, can you even call yourself a fellow wine mom? Debatable. But don't worry, I got you, girl. Use code MOMMYWINES50 or click the link in the show notes below to receive your first six bottles delivered right to your door for only $34.99. That's $34.99 for six bottles of wine delivered to your door with code MOMMYWINES50. You're welcome. Obviously, you did go through a divorce and you left that situation, but what did you think when it was actually going on? Did it affect, like, the kids at all or... Is this all during our separation and divorce um, or before, before then, even before then? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you go back and you're like, of course, this has been an issue since day one. Why did it take me seven years of marriage to realize it? And I think the bigger thing, and I've had a lot of these conversations with women since, since my book has come out and, you know, again, this whole idea of shame and no one talks about it and no one feels like they have a safe place to talk about it. But I think what I find so interesting is everyone feels like they're so weak because they didn't leave sooner or they didn't recognize it sooner. But when you're in the moment, you're just, you're in the moment and you can see the red flags happening, but they seem like, you know, the cliche of, well, I can fix this. We can make this better. This can get better. And it's funny. I was like, even though I didn't grow up religious at all, I was like a firm believer that you just don't get divorced. Yeah. And whatever it was going to be, we were going to make it better. And, and even after I discovered his drinking, um, when he, he went to a 30 day rehab program and I was so hopeful during that time because, you know, me not knowing a ton about alcoholism, I was like, well, man, if someone can go 30 days and not drink, this is going to be perfectly fine. We're going to get through this and he's going to be all better and life will be good. Um, and of course it's not that simple, but, um, you know, I was, I was lucky because I did make the decision to leave when my kids were so young, which is unfortunate for them, but also fortunate because they didn't have, they don't have the memories of him. They don't have memories of us, you know, being in the house and yelling or seeing, you know, bad behavior when he was drinking. Um, They don't have memories of their parents fighting, things like that, that I'm really grateful that are like that. 
Um, and a lot of their memories are based on what I tell them or the photos that I show them. Yeah, I, that's good. At least, you know, some people will definitely stay together, you know, for the kids or they'll use it as an excuse or, but I think it's more beneficial because you said you're in a happy, happily married now, you know, you're in yeah. a great relationship now. I think it's healthier to show what a, what like a healthy and happy relationship looks like than staying in one just because you know you got married or just because you have kids I think it can do a lot of harm to kind of show that that unhealthy relationship because you know kids are sponges and they're going to grow up and they're going to see you know what their parents were like and if they were in an unhappy marriage they might be in an unhappy marriage and it's just it's not as much fun as being in love (laughs) Exactly. You're so right. And I, I think it's funny. I, I I talk about it in my book, but like, I think if there had not been kids involved, I would have stayed forever. I would have tried to support him, tried to help um, him overcome his addiction and help him t- on a road to sobriety. But because of those kids, I could, just couldn't risk it. And like my deciding factor there was when I, once this was kind of like out in the open and I was talking to friends about it, um, cause it was, you know, so secretive that you know, like nobody knew anything was even happening until it all like blew up in their cop cars at our house. But, um, I totally just lost my train <laughs> of thought. Um, oh, so what, what I thought was so interesting and what kind of like solidified my decision was when I would talk to friends, they would say, oh, well, my mom was an alcoholic or my dad was an alcoholic. I wish the other parent had left. Like, I wish my parents had Split yeah, up. I wish I hadn't grown up in that household. And literally, I think I talked to five people who had one of their parents was an alcoholic and all in all of the relationships, I think the, the other parent had stayed together. Um, and literally every single one of them said, I wish my parents had split up. And I was like, all right, that's all I need to hear. Like, if you feel like your life was worse having to grow up in that environment, that's all I need to hear. And that's- I just didn't waver. I made the decision. And, and that was it. That has to be like a super hard decision. I know it was for me when I kind of, you know, took a step back and had to limit like my son's exposure to his dad due to his alcoholism. But, you know, when the odds are higher than a dentist recommendation, I think you're making the right choice. Right. (laughs) Because you can pick up any toothpaste on the shelf and they're like four out of five dentists. But when you get all five stars or like all five people on board, I think it's like, okay, well, you know, this is better than Colgate. I'm going to go ahead. Right. (laughs) Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. So we do normally um, do a confession on this show. Did you prepare any kind of confession? (sighs) 
Oh my gosh. So I don't know if this really qualifies as a confession, but this was the funny thing that I've been dealing with recently. So my daughter is fourth grade going into fifth grade. And so her latest thing that she's been very curious about is sex and wanting to understand how babies um, come into the world. No, I am not looking forward to that at all. (laughs) So literally, so, and, and I had, I had another baby last year. So that's kind of what started it about a year and a half ago. She started asking, well, how did the baby get in your belly? And, and all of this wonderful conversation. (laughs) And for the most part, I could usually redirect her. And we were able to have a very simple, very high level conversation about how it just takes a man and a woman in love. And that's the end of it. (laughs) And Um, we're done. But, but by like the middle of fourth grade, that wasn't cutting it anymore. (laughs) And um, so I bought this book that one of my friends had recommended to me. So it's, it's kind of like an age appropriate children's book. And it talks about all sorts of things from how babies are born to puberty and like, so all the things and we could kind of walk through it. And so I sat down with her and we read it over a couple day period. And she was horrified. Like she was like, wait, you did that. And then you'd see like light bulbs click in her head where she's like, wait, you did that three times (laughs) because there's her brother, her two brothers. She's like, wait, you did that with Josh and with Jeff. And I'm like, yes. I mean, just like all the light bulb moments were hilarious. And so then, you know, after we had these conversations, I told her she cannot tell anybody (laughs) like, like parents have to be the ones to have these conversations. And I trusted her to, to do that. Um, And then about a week later, I get a text from my neighbor whose daughter's in second grade. And she's like, so apparently Peyton was talking and about how babies were born and sex to my second grader. (laughs) And I thought I was going to die. It was mortifying. And that was like two months ago. And then just this morning, I get a text from another neighbor whose boy lives across the street from us. And she's like, yeah, he was in the car with his dad and started talking about where babies come from and said, Peyton told him. And I was like, oh my gosh, that child. I said, I said, was this recent? Or do you think she said it a couple months ago? Because I needed to know how mad to be. (laughs) I feel like there's always a curious kid. And those parents are the parents that get stuck because- Oh, once you tell a kid that like I would not have been able to keep that a secret. Luckily, I wasn't right. the one that was curious. So <laughs> my neighbor across the street told me, but <laughs> but you can't keep crazy information like that to yourself when you're that young. And I feel like all it takes is one kid to get curious. The first kid to get curious, oh, them right. and their parents are in a hot just pot of trouble because even you can tell your kid to the till you're blue in the face not to tell anyone that it's a secret but I feel like that would just make me want to tell it more makes it worse (laughs) well and and we don't say secret so I try not to use the word secret but I did say you know this is stuff that you should really be hearing from a mom and a dad I don't want you telling your friends about this just because she had she had come to me with some funny information I can't remember what she had said exactly but it was like all the wrong body parts that she was talking about. And I was like, no, that is not sex. And that was like where our conversation ended, just that she had been told incorrect information. So um, like on the one hand, yes, they, you know, that's totally normal. And the kids are going to do that. But I had to remind her, I was like, your neighbors, they're younger. Are you going to go and tell your younger brother about this? And she said, no. And I said, well, it's the exact same thing with your friends. You can't tell them. <laughs> and I, I told the mom this morning, I said, I said, I have to admit, this has been my favorite part of quarantine is that she's not in school hearing all sorts of information from her peers. (laughs) 
so it's it has really like she's gotten so much more innocent like she asked to get a barbie doll the other day and i was like hey you haven't played with barbie dolls in like four years why do you want a doll and it's because the only kid she gets to play with is a second grader next door who plays with dolls (laughs) that's cute yeah my my son is three so he wasn't really in school but i have been reading so on um the mommy wines podcast instagram people send me stories or like dm me with like random stories and i might start reading them on the air because i run you out should. of confessions <laughs> but the mommy wines podcast gang is like never short of an interesting story i get the craziest <laughs> dms and the craziest stories sent to the email and there are some things there there are some who are like, I'm dreading my kids going back to school because they are so nice, so quiet, so <laughs> they've yeah. gotten so well behaved and so innocent. And then there's other moms out there who are like, I am dying and I cannot wait to send my kid back to school. This is like the longest summer break of my life. <laughs> I'm kind of in the camp of both of those. I feel like my kids have really done well. Um, we, we like deeply quarantined, like the poor neighbors. So like, I'm in like a very family friendly little cul-de-sac area and all these poor kids, we would all let them sit out in their front yards. And so they'd be on picnic blankets, like 10 feet away from each other, just like <laughs> doing whatever, just talking and eating snacks together, but far apart. And then we've slowly, you know, obviously loosened that up for them. So they all play together now, but they've all been so well behaved and they've all gotten along. So I do read the nightmare stories of like the siblings fighting and thankfully mine. And that was, I think probably, you know, because of our divorce and it had just been the three of us for so long, like we're all very close, um, which is nice, but, um, but it has been rough. Like by the end, our school technically just ended this past week, even though, you know, obviously we haven't done much in a while. Um, but they're like, so does that mean I don't have to read anymore? And I'm like, no, just cause school's done. You still got to read every <laughs> single day. You don't want to go back to school a dummy. You like, you got to know. Oh yeah, still. for sure. <laughs> I'm just nervous it's, because it's Milo though. is supposed to be starting preschool and I don't even know what it's going to look like. I don't know if this is like going to be the new normal for maybe even like the next oh, couple gosh, of years. I know. I'm Which that. I am like, okay, it's out there. You can't fear everything in life. You know, there's much scarier things happening in the world. But I'm like, is this really good, what it's going to be like? Because <laughs> I, I am with you. I will wear the mask because it makes other people feel better. So if I go into a store, I will wear the mask. I don't need to be disrespectful. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not in the camp that it's all that. Needed. I know, but also, <laughs> especially for these poor I kids. Know. And then it's like, well, I'm like nervous because I'm like, okay, all these other parents have like bigger kids, especially in my neighborhood. Like Milo's one of the youngest kids. And um, I'm like older kids. I'm like, okay, it's easier. They can log onto the computer. Or they can do some, you know, work or they send stuff home. But I'm like, Milo's going to be starting school in this whole oh, Corona situation. And I'm like, what is it going to look like? It is so crazy. I, I think you're in a good place with him being three. It's not like he's trying to learn to read yet. So that that'd be my biggest fear is if my kid, like my, my middle child, Ryan just finished first grade. So he's like on the bubble, like he's got all of his sight words down and we really need to be moving on to like some more advanced stuff. And that's just challenging for me because I don't have the patience 
oh, oh my gosh I like I just I don't know how these elementary school teachers I am do with it, you but... I don't have it either I don't have a home schooling bone in my body like I, I... so I got a good confession for you <laughs> yes, so this confession. is probably like <laughs> this was probably two weeks three weeks into homeschooling and we were doing something and he was like, I don't, I can't remember if he wasn't listening to me or something. And so I yelled at him and I slapped his wrist or slapped his arm. I can't remember what I did. And then he yelled at me and walked away. And I said, Ryan, is that how you would treat your teacher? And he said, my teacher wouldn't hit me like that. And I was like, oh, damn, you're so right. She wouldn't hit you like that. Not unless you're sending him to <laughs> Catholic okay. school in the fifties. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so ever since then, I was like, all right, no violence in school. We can't, we can't have that anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would not. And it's crazy too, because it's been just me and my son for so long as well. And um, he just doesn't look to me as like a, a teacher right. style person. Like when he's at daycare or when he's in like, because his daycare is a half preschool, half daycare. So they mm-hmm. teach the little kids like a Head Start program and uh, so they like kind of prepare them to go into preschool um, in kindergarten. And it's kind of nice because he gets like a little bit of routine. Um, you know, they have learning time and play time and snack time and outside time. So it's really um, like strictly organized, kind of like a little bit toddler army, you know? <laughs> and yeah, and he gets so used to it and he thrives in that kind of behavior. And he, like, I always get these compliments, like, when I pick him up, they're like, oh, Milo's such a sweet boy. He's so cute. Right. You know, he was so good today, and he colored you a picture, and then I get him in the car, and he's, like, screaming, kicking, Chaos. like, yelling at me, wanting to get chicken nuggets, and I'm like, oh, my God, who are you? Like, Jackal and Hyde, 100%. I know. Can I have the daycare kit? <laughs> yes. Are, are all of your daycares closed? Um, most of them are. Some of them remained open for, um, for like essential workers. So you had to get a letter yeah. from your employer saying that you were an essential worker, and it had to have I don't know some kind of code with the county. Um, but ones that were private remained open under like CDC kind of guidelines for the state. But I know a lot of the states completely shut down. Yeah, ours is kind of 50-50. The one that my youngest goes to, the the one-year-old, his closed um, the middle of March. And so that was the biggest challenge is I've been working full-time from home. My husband, lucky him, essential, gets to go into an (laughs) office. So it's me and the three kids, which means my nine-year-old basically became a full-time babysitter. Anytime I had meetings or was trying to like get like a block of work done. Um, so she's had to mature up quite a bit for that, but I was thinking about it just recently, how awful it is going to be when all of these daycares reopen. If you think about like the schedules, they have them on for naps and now it's going to be on a different, (laughs) it's going to be like a nightmare. I cannot imagine how hard it is going to be for them to sleep train everyone and get everyone on the same cycle because we're just like, whatever. He wakes up so early that we're down for a nap at nine. And I know that daycare didn't do nap until closer to 10 or 1030. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting and awful for them. (laughs) There are some things like, I don't think the daycares needed to close because kids aren't really susceptible to it. I think I read that they could be carriers, but, um, you know, it kind of made sense. You know, so many parents 
started working from home or they changed jobs where they were able to be more flexible. I'm curious to see how many businesses actually bring their employees back or just leave them working at home because they're probably saving so much money right now. So much money. (laughs) I thought about that too, because I know that there's got to be like a huge output for like setting up a lot of the virtual stuff, but like I work for a really large company and like the amount of money they must not be spending to have the air conditioning on full blast. Like I'm sure it's still running, but it's probably at like 78, not 68. And you know, all of the, we have a couple offices and they have shuttles that go between them. The shuttles aren't running like so much stuff that they're, they're not spending money on. And they have found, and I think many companies are like this is because we have so much flexibility for when we can get work done, they're seeing even more output than they normally do. Yeah. So I'll be really curious what kind of flexibility we have when we go back into the office. Um, Because I think I still want to go see people, but I also really like working on yoga pants (laughs) seven days a week. Yes. That's my thing too, is um, like, I've, I've kind of, been pushing businesses one of my uh programs that I do is a virtual program and I'm like I like to have the option to come in if I want to you know maybe get dressed put on some mascara you know brush my hair and you know go right. in and say hi to mascara <laughs> what's that <laughs> like say hi to some people but I I do get really productive at home when I don't have to do any kind of running around or if I don't have to get Milo ready and get him to daycare and then drive in the rush hour traffic to an office. Because by the time I get there, I'm already exhausted. And then, you know, work for a few hours and then do that whole routine again. It really wears on me by like the end of the day. So I love being able to just wake up, work from home, you know, have a slow, calm, relaxing morning with coffee and breakfast. And then Milo goes off and he watches a movie or plays with his toys. And then he starts to bug me around like 11. (laughs) And I'm like, it is so nice. And I know there's a lot of people who either hate it or love it. But I think the people who love it are going to like, try like I think they're gonna be sad and if their company's not one of the ones that are gonna be like oh well this is beneficial our our employees are happier they're you know more productive it's a more flexible lifestyle for them let's just keep it I'm I'm curious to see which companies do that hey wine moms let's shed those pesky COVID-19 pounds together and let's get active again Summer is just around the corner and the weather is heating up. There is no better place to be for you or your health than outside in the sun and fresh air. So let's tackle the trails in a pair of Zaya Active joggers or shorts. Let's lounge by the pool in the new mix and match swimwear or hit the gym in a sweat wicking compression fast drying pair of no fuss light and tights. Whatever your activity may be, Let's do it with Zaya Active. You can do so by visiting myzaya.com backslash emadon. That's myzaya.com backslash emadon. It's fascinating. I, um, I'm an introvert at heart. So like secretly, I love that I've been able to like have an excuse to not go out and see people. <laughs> and I realized um, I was shopping at Target the other day and I had my mask on because they are required in Virginia when you're indoors. And I realized 
I think I know that person over there, but I'm in a mask and they're in a mask. So I don't have any <laughs> obligation to like say hi and stop. And yes. Even though I kind of want to say hi, but I also kind of don't because I just want to keep on my way. And the mask is so hard to tell who anyone is. So you don't have to. Have yeah, I on. love it. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend went out to eat for, like, one of the first times at, like, a sit-down restaurant. We went to Olive Garden last night, and I'm looking nice. around, and they're not seating anybody behind us be- or next to us because they're doing, like, every other table, Too nobody close. in the middle. Um, and I'm like, I kind of like this. Like, I like that they're not seating, yes. you know, Right on top right, of each like, other. You can actually have a conversation and not listen yeah, to Yeah, and he's like, you're just thriving in Corona, aren't you? And I'm like, I kind of <laughs> love it. Like, it's awkward and it's it's kind of annoying sometimes. But, like, as, like, an introverted person myself, like, I love it. And even these recordings, I used to do them at my home office um, or a co-working space downtown. And I don't have to get ready. I don't have, like, I'm just laying here in some leggings and a sweater because I keep my house on, like, an ice cube, you know. Um, (laughs) And I don't have to get ready. I don't have to be presentable. You know, I don't have to meet anybody in person and have that awkward, like, you know, pre-conversation. Right. It's been awesome. I've been able to talk to way more people from all over the place. I'm like, it's been for me, like, I wasn't negatively affected. I can definitely see how it could suck for a lot. But, like, I've kind of been thriving in quarantine. Yeah, it took me a while. There was, um, I can't remember. It was, again, probably, like, two or three weeks in. Like, when we're all having that realization of, oh, shit, this is not going anywhere. We're, like, going to be home for a while. And there's no Oh, I really right thought now. it was going to go away. I thought it was going to be, like, two weeks. Ugh. I'm like, they can't shut down the whole world. Like, this is insane. It's, like insane well that's what I thought first too so our last day in the office we knew starting the next day they wanted us to start working from home and that was I think March 12th and everyone on our on one of the dry erase boards in the hallway put their dates where they thought we'd be (laughs) back in the office I am pretty confident that the latest date someone picked was like the end of May and I remember thinking you're crazy there's no way we're home until the end of May and now we probably aren't going back this (gasps) year right now they've told us maybe by Labor Day but I still don't think they're going to. And if they do, it's going to be like the staggered work schedule. It's going to be like, if you want to go back, um, I just, I don't see it happening. I think that especially if schools don't go back, Yeah, especially if schools don't go back. Yeah. That's, which is I just feel like so the nuts. schools have but been like, like the, the play field. Yeah. The driving factor. Like that's yeah. what they're kind of comparing yeah. everything else to. Yeah. But like two or three weeks in when like the news reports started coming out, like this is like a long-term thing. Nothing's, nothing's going to be open and the world is like shutting down. I was um, opening the fridge. It was like a Sunday morning and I just started crying. I was like, I can't make another lunch. Oh, I can't do no. it. And my daughter, it was like, mom, are you okay? Cause I try not to cry in front of her, but I also try and be human too. But I was like, I just need a minute. And I went up to my room and I just like sobbed for like oh, five minutes no. about all of the meals. And she bless her heart. She's like so empathetic. And she wrote me a little card. Like, I hope you feel better. And it was so sweet. And I told her, I was like, I'm okay. I was like, sometimes this is hard for me too. just, you know, we're all here together. And I'm not used to making you guys breakfast, lunch and dinner every single day. And I'm not used to having the baby here all day long. every day. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And so then I was able to have my realization moment and, you know, get better and get through. And so now I'm in a great place. I like I'm, I'm totally in a groove, but it, it took a while to get into that optimistic and comfortable. Oh, spot. <laughs> there's been some highs and lows for sure. But 
I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that this is just one of the things we'll read about later on. You know, you know, our For kids. Sure. It'll be in like a history book of you know, like when you learn about tuberculosis or something else crazy. You know, <laughs> like oh, that one time coronavirus, yep. the whole world shut down. <laughs> um, so crazy. but yeah I'm hoping things go back to normal I keep hearing the phrase new normal and I'm like Ugh. It, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth like I don't I I work in marketing and I was on a, a WebEx um with a research firm talking about how they hated that word and never to use it in marketing it's the worst <laughs> and I could not agree more it is it's awful so t- so tell everyone where they can find you on social, um, where they can get the book, what the book is titled, um, all the good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, the other side of motherhood. It's my um, handle there. Um, and then the book is called the other side of the door, uh, by Ashley Adams. And that is available on Amazon. I think you can also get it on barnesandnoble.com as well, not in the stores, but available on Amazon. Um, and you can get it in Kindle or in paperback. Awesome. I'm going to order a copy. I'm excited to read it. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun chit-chatting. It was awesome. It. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.